They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. We're here. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to an episode filled with horrors only the UK can provide us with. What? Like dentistry bills. Stop it. We're looking at villages in England and the horrors they hide within. Oh, lame. Why can't you be like Kyle and shut the hell up? Yeah. Hey, wait. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, Thank also you, known as Chicago, with a connection to parts unknown, Colorado. We're your hosts and lead village hoppers this week. My name is Renan. He's David Flora. Hi. And you've sadly heard from the bots already. You're welcome. You know, you keep it up. We're going to ship your asses over to England, or at least your ass over to England. Good. New meat sacks to dupe and pubs to trash. Right. But plan your vacation. Go to go do that while the adults <laughs> talk. Uh, and speaking of adults, I'm we have one this week. We do. <laughs> uh, go ahead and ungag them. <laughs> uh, director George Popoff makes his third triumphant trek to the lower fourth this week to talk side world damnation village. That's a fun name. Mm-hmm. I prefer his vodka. I, I'm not. I'm not sure that's the same family, but you know, noted. <laughs> that was a short-lived sure. vacation. Anyway, three <laughs> British villages are the focus in this documentary, with truthfully very different types of paranormal. I use the air quotes paranormal, but paranormal issues in each: ghosts, energy loops, plagues, all the fun stuff. I say paranormal because some of it, if it's energy loops, that's not even paranormal. That's science, baby. You know, we need a. uh, Do we need a new word that's more encompassing than paranormal? Because paranormal makes you immediately go to ghosts, right? But to me, like I use paranormal a lot to just say everything. Um, And I think you need to do uh, high strangeness, (laughs) yeah, spicy science or (laughs) fake works, just weird shit. Yeah, yeah. But if you haven't caught uh, caught George on here before, he's Bulgarian born. He's been revered for his unique visual style and carefully crafted atmosphere he does a hell of a job Mm. telling stories on here and information and both of his feature films hex and the droving have been praised for their focus on complex themes and characters but outside of documentaries he has more featured films in the works with his company rubicon films yeah he's a a jack of all trades and uh Mm -hmm. we're we're happy to have him here he's always so much fun He's got a great sense of humor, and he doesn't mind our uh, stupid dick and fart jokes. So it's perfect. It's like a it's like a match made in in a damnation village. Oh, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, we, we are. Uh, yes, we I, were talking. Okay, see, Brent, thank you. That's it's very obvious, but thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that's the kind of humor you can expect for free on here. You're welcome, kids. Uh, speaking, of, I know we said it's not all per se uh, hauntings and stuff like that, but. You know, even branching outside of this, let's focus on hauntings, whether it be like ghosts or energy. We're going to throw that in there. Poltergeist, what name it? What's your favorite type of haunting or or what's the one that when you read about it or hear about it, you go, that's that's spooky or cool or or whatever. What's your, what's your flavor? Man, there's, there's a lot to choose from. Right. I, yeah, I like, kind of. 
the ones that um, are aware that you are there, you know, you have you have some hauntings where they sound like they they just are going through the motions. Maybe yeah, not like the energy bit. residuals, but the mm-hmm. the you know, but the ones that are actively haunting and like coming and staring at you in your room when you wake up at night. You know that kind of stuff. I like those the best. That's why I sleep naked. And when I hear a, n- a noise at night, I just scream louder. Ah! I'm like, you keep this shit up. I'm going to walk the house naked at night. They stop. They <laughs> you just stop. start hip thrust, hip thrust, oh, hip thrust. This is going to be a, I'll kill myself right now and haunt your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, motherfucker. <laughs> All of a sudden, the house is cleaning itself. It's like a fucking Mickey Mouse. It's like that scene in the the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where it all like folds in on itself and then just pops out. And the house imploded. That's I was I was watching. A, they were talking about the making of Poltergeist, and they're like they're talking about all the the crazy special effects. And they're reading the script. And he goes, and then at the end it says the house imploded. He's like, and then I had to read it again. I'm like, huh imploded okay well, is that what it did it imploded guys really okay thanks anyway uh, more budget yeah. please this house <laughs> is clean <laughs> she's she's primping and primping her hair she was the best oh my she god that's the best that was awesome I, I kind of with you too it's scarier i think when they're just like you know like get out not like just like rap tap tapping and it doesn't really have anything to you. Not that they're leaving messages for you on your computer or anything like that, like some of the stories we've talked about. But uh, yeah, more of the and less of the monster type and more of the the hunting type. I, I, that that's kind of cool to me. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's more uh, dangerous. I guess could be an air of danger to that as opposed to just you're watching and observing. Well, and everyone knows that uh, your middle name was Danger until you changed it in college. So that's yeah. that makes sense that you would you would fall that way. <laughs> Break time off that joke. When we come back, George Popoff is going to join us to talk Sideworld Damnation Village. That is up after the break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary 
and they're from uh, somewhere else, somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. All right, welcome back, Nation, and more importantly, welcome back, George Popoff, to the show. Great to be back, guys. It's been a few, not that long, but it's been a, a couple months since you've you've been on because you are pumping out the documentaries and making us all look bad here. So welcome back. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. The spaces between episodes that I'm on getting shorter and shorter. I'm sure people are starting to get worried now. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> what another one? But, uh, yeah, <laughs> like this. <laughs> We're gonna do. It's going to be a uh, uh, side side world 51 here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, right. no, no, don't worry. I can't make them that fast. So. Well, right, right. <laughs> so how you Neither been? How, how's the, the world over there as, you, as, <laughs> as you're across the pond and it's turning into be colder weather and stuff? It, it's all right. I mean, like it's, um, it's probably not going to get that cold. It doesn't, it doesn't really snow that well here. It just rains instead. Which, you just you know, doomed yourself sucks. with that statement. Oh, it'll be fine. I know, I know, I know. But, but I like snow. You know, in, in Bulgaria, we, we get all four seasons. So, so I yeah. actually like that. But uh, it's still kind of autumn here. Still, you still have the autumn smells and the autumn colors, and I really love that. Mm-hmm. The only thing, it's kind of like gets dark at around, you know, four o'clock. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, well, is it yeah. midnight? Yeah. No, it's like six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you before we started, but speaking of autumn, the leaves are still falling here, and then we got our first snow, so we just have this blanket of damp leaves everywhere. It's so mm, mm. just beautiful. Just very a- slippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my takeaway from watching this is, holy shit, who knew Britain's haunted? I didn't know. <laughs> Even one, more so. Yeah, right? This right. was a uh, this one was a lot of fun looking at. It's an apart from, like, the last one you, you, we talked to you about, your documentary was Tears of the Sea. Before that, it was Haunted Forest, so a little close to that. But this time, you brought us into towns and talked different different types of experiences, so to speak. Was uh was that something you'd always wanted to do, or what was your your focusing on going into this one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we wanted to follow kind of like the same trend to complete our kind of like first trilogy of Sidewalk films with something that still goes along the same idea that we're going into different environments, you know, with mm-hmm. like forests and then with the ocean and then um with, with these villages. Damnation but- Village. It's just a fun <laughs> name. Sorry, every time I say it, I it want is. To say I it mean, that, that that's why we did it. Like, because um. <laughs> It just we, we we wanted to end on something that what that just felt a little bit different and kind of because it was we're releasing around Halloween and everything we wanted to yeah. end on a bit of a, a a bit of a darker note and I think that one did it. Well, you sure oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one uh, you cover three cities, two of which I have no problem saying. The third one, every time I say it, I think I say it differently. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> worry, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it, so there's Pluckley, Presbury, and is it? Yum! I am. Yeah. How do you say it? E Y A M. So, like, if 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 English made sense, right, you will be E M. But <laughs> yeah. but no, uh, it's it's Eam apparently. Eam, that so, I I even yeah. wrote it out in my notes how to say it, and then I didn't know how to read that. <laughs> there is no yeah. I in, t- in Eam. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eam. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Interesting that you picked these. How'd you pick them? Have you been to these locations yourself, or did you just study them uh, from afar? Or what sent you down this path to picking these three? Well, I live uh, at the moment quite close to Presbury, so that one was one that we always wanted to revisit because I've heard stories locally about it, you know, for a long time. That one was my favorite one of the three too. So interesting. Yeah, enough. and that one was always gonna make it in. Yeah. Um, the other two, the other two, it was just kind of on 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 the going through the list of most haunted villages in in England to mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, combine them in the same aesthetics because they all had to uh, kind of have a visual continuity between them as well because i i feel like if you go to a, a bigger town or a, or a city it just has a different vibe but we just wanted to give you like the the english country village um aesthetic and uh, we picked the ones that just really seem to have like the biggest abundance of stories there yeah well mm. so you said you you lived by presbury was so mm. is this something that people talked about it, or was it like a hush hush like oh we don't it's we quite don't hush hush yeah really yeah i mean like yeah yeah i mean it's 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 not it's not advertised at all i mean like uh you know if, if that was if that was somewhere in the states they'll be saying like here's a haunted burger and a witch burger and <laughs> you're get the fries yeah <laughs> with that exact <laughs> like, accent too <laughs> yeah absolutely sorry yeah Yeehaw! but um which which to be honest i enjoy some of that i mean yeah. i i would embrace really the, the the heritage of that stuff mm-hmm. but some people here are like they don't talk about it and it's like oh it's just quaint you know you know well it's like a lot of these are probably the... still the same families have lived there for yeah. 600 years you know that might be a, a yeah. stretch but so it's more of a i don't want to use the it word shame but uh it's their secret or they're you know it, it's a skeleton in the closet literally and you can literally. open it up and it screams yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely no funnily enough the one that really embraced its heritage was uh eam out of all places you would have thought that the one that has like the most you know and we'll get to there i'm sure but but the one that has like the most real life just sadness and tragedy to it you would think that people want to escape from that uh, from that but no they wanted to embrace it and they really look into that history again and again every year and they do celebrate it so that was quite fascinating to see yeah well hmm. sometimes you see that and and that's a good thing because like you know what we're not going to live in fear is not the right word but we're not going to bury this you know this is our path we're gonna yeah celebrate it is probably not the proper term but not let it really strengthens the people and kind of like this just that you know it's they 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 really value what life is i think yeah we can start with you it was your third one but it was it was interesting and what you're talking about so this we um it's a completely depressing history because it's like a plague village Mm um yeah. i say depressing but it's you know it was a small town and in that small town the you know 76 families you talked about were torn apart or wiped out and over 260 people died from the plague the bubonic plague in the 1600s and what set this town apart from others is they were kind of out in off by the wayside uh the what was it the tailor ordered some cloth that happened to be have yeah. some some fleas in it but they sheltered in place and they said, you know what? We're going to put this on ourselves. We're not going to spread this. And it kind of saved the neighboring towns. That's a hell of a thing. It's also a hell of a burden to put on yourself. No, it really is. And and I think I think it's 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 funny that, that, that we kind of 
found that story, wanted to tell it, you know, after uh, probably everybody on earth can now relate to quarantines and, 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 you know, what you can do to try to not to infect others and everything, obviously on a lot smaller scale than what we had in terms of, in terms of how dangerous it was. But at the same time, um, it really puts things in perspective of like how heroic those people were and, and how unselfish in terms of what they needed. Because I'm sure when you were in the plague village and the families start going down one after the other, like most mm. people be like, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. You know, well, right. Not, well, they, they sheltered in place, and that's where literally the idea of quarantine to stop a spread of a disease and, and then disinfecting items comes from. Uh, but, you know, not that many people people these days believe in such nonsense like proven science and common sense <laughs> like that. So, you know, that's the world we're living in now. I, I like how you uh, – it, it's a story of the plague instead of just being – uh, the plague in in a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you hear so often stories that just involve the plague, and it's like everybody's dead. It's a town, whatever. I like how you um honed in on this one town and really went into the details about what they did during this, and you know what was the outcome of it, and even the um. Uh, the part where Dr. O'Brien found the antibodies and stuff mm. from those who survived. I thought that was very interesting to focus on one specific spot and how they dealt with it. Uh, it's something I hadn't heard before in, mm. in Plague Tales. No, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 such an interesting story in the way of in, in uh, after the first two sections of the first two villages, like the 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 nature of the hauntings themselves and the paranormal sightings and everything was so integral to these ones that it really felt like whatever you followed it with is going to just feel like yet another story that wasn't as as uh, studied as maybe Presbury was, for example. Well, here it just really seemed like we just needed to tell the story that, um, I mean, of course this village is haunted, right? You know, we, we, <laughs> we don't even need to talk about that, you know, in terms of what happened to it. So just going through almost, you know, um, moment to moment in how that developed and, and, and what happened in, in that situation, um, it really felt like um exploring that past and really delving into how people dealt with it and 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 how um all the individual stories of uh, of tragedy and heroism like it was it was really important to us to end on something different that we haven't mm -hmm. quite done before the thing that i found really interesting and you talked about in this was when people are sick like this burying them close to their home but these were very religious people and they felt that if they were not buried in the church cemetery they didn't get to go to heaven but they allowed themselves to do this to save others. Like, holy crap, these people were selfless. What they went through is just horrifying and and also, like, moving, I guess you could say. Or, I mean, yeah. they went mm -hmm. through a lot. They went through a lot. No, yeah, abs absolutely. I mean, so, so many uh, little actions like that to, to try to improve as much as they can with the limited knowledge they have, it, it, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Uh, obviously, the, at that point, the plague has happened, um, you know, in, in, in the previous century already. But uh, um, in terms of th those are just people in the village and you have the reverend and there and the mayor and it's 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 a, it's a small community. And, and they're acting like, as you said, like most of the rules that they live by are r religious ones. And to break them for them was was quite a lot to try to sa save more people, uh, literally, as they themselves are, you know, burying their family members one after the other almost in the same day. Yeah, when you went through the deaths and it's like, let's say a family of seven and they'd all die within like a week or like two died this day yeah. and then the next day and it's just a staggering thing to 
to think about and the plague was not a fun thing to have you know and you you talk about that <laughs> no. spoiler spoiler alert <laughs> yeah, yeah. It don't kind know of if everybody badly, was aware yeah. or not. <laughs> but it's not just like you know you're sitting with some you know you're you're sick you're covered in these you know swollen lymph nodes and and bumps and lesions and ugh just uh, yeah we really wanted to, to to have those moments when uh we felt like we need to d- describe the the setting. Now everybody understands the plague and they know how bad it was. They know how bad it was. But mm-hmm. I felt like we need those those sections of that story when we kind of keep those reminders of well, this is what actually happens to your body if you contract it, and this is what actually happens. I think David really mm-hmm. summed it up on 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 this town. You, you did a great job of making the plague something that. I didn't know. It's a little more real, a little more visceral, as opposed to just this overwhelming like Mm -hmm. uh, idea. It's horrifying in a whole new way. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it really reminded me of, especially the story of the the girl that had to basically bury her family, drag them, you know, Mm. uh, one by one and and bury them and then disappeared into the woods. Um, It really reminded me of the... (laughs) This is going to sound weird, but the American West, yeah. uh, where, you know, people were faced with hardships right and left. And sometimes, you know, people's whole families up Absolutely. and died just suddenly or, or quickly. And, you know, one, maybe two people were left to uh, take care of the house, take care of the, the ranch or whatever, you know, property they had and had to learn the hard way trial by fire. And sometimes it was just... May, you know, you. I guess you could call it luck, <laughs> you know, for mm. for you to survive. But then again, it's kind of a uh, horrible, traumatic tragedy to have everybody but you die. So yeah, it's almost like I lived. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like to tell you what, like filming at, at, at those graves, it was a very uh, sort of peaceful experience. And 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 the, 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 there was no other way to do it. But like you, you kind of felt that reverence towards what happened mm-hmm. there there was there was um you know it was it was definitely a, a highlight of uh, or you know probably shooting throughout the whole year that's yeah. a, that's yeah. something that we don't see here you know we have a lot of you know cemeteries and things like that but in america we don't see a lot of uh you know grave sites from the 1600s and stuff we just don't have that history here it's kind of moving in and of itself uh mm-hmm. to see a history like that still visible and um and then you, you're you're putting it on film and then telling their stories. So wow! And were you able to go out to all these places? Yeah, yeah. So 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 um, pretty much everything we talked about, we went there. I mean, there there's a there's a few places that um, um, we probably just mentioned that we haven't been there, but probably they're just there for a sentence or mm-hmm. two. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. everything when you see in terms of uh, um, footage is is us being there. Yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of being there, you were in the Guinness uh, Book of World Records most haunted place in Britain, Pluckley. There's a uh, there's a distinction for it. That's actually awesome. I don't know how they 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 figured that out. Maybe it's like you know, stories <laughs> yeah, per that's capita. Quite, I don't know. I'll tell you how they someone went it out. to they count give ghosts. them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know this one though. I got to tell you, it's kind of closest. You know, close to my heart because you focused on pubs, uh, but the uh, <laughs> the Black Horse oh, yeah. Blacksmith's Arms and the Daring Arms, and um, it was it was interesting because in this town you talked about actual ghost sightings and how people to this day still deal with them. Some of them, you know, there's oh, you know, at this place there's these ghosts that like to play tricks on you and do this and that and the other. It's just an interesting, and it's like every house, and this is the blah 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 ghost, and this is the blah 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 ghost, and. Did when you were there? Did you feel 
that kind of energy or were you just, or was it like, oh, nothing happened, but it's still cool. Well, Pluckley was probably the the one village that kind of kind of the most seemed really kind of quiet in terms of the the people and and uh, it didn't embrace at all the heritage of being the most haunted in 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 Britain. I felt almost like they're ashamed of it, or they just or they're hiding something. And if there's any of them listening, I don't mean anything by that. That's just a joke I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> please don't kill me. Please don't send your relatives. <laughs> yeah, our dad. Exactly. No, 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 no. The, the people I met were absolutely lovely, but um, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's a very quiet place, and and um, it it really had um, the the feeling that uh, almost every place, little place, every house, the church, that there was a little story connected to something that has happened there, and and mm-hmm. uh, it really brought that whole feeling of that you're in the proper halloweeny witchy village right well and you uh, one of the things that you did that was interesting there is you focused on the daring family and they were kind of the the name among names i guess there or one of the important families and just like the 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 things that follow you know families and happen and stuff it's it those towns that have been there for so long how can they not have a history like that almost yeah Absolutely. And it really seems like we concentrate on the idea that sometimes when you have uh, so many stories of, of hauntings and, and, and other paranormal occurrences, uh, maybe there is a sort of a carrier or a group of people or a name or a place that mm-hmm. really kind of spreads the, you know, the energy or the curse, or whatever you want to call it. Are around you here because I'm here? Are you here because yeah. you're attached to me? Um, am I the, the, the conduit? So to speak, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a um, that's a really interesting pill to swallow. Of like, if you're that person, oh, good, I've doomed my family, or I'm the one that that's bringing this on. You know what I mean? It's yeah. A, uh, I, how, how do you take that? You know, almost. Yeah, a lot of the stories were about relationships, and it was about like, well, this husband, his wife died, and he buried her in like seventeen caskets within each one within a smaller into, into, into a bigger one and into a bigger one. Yeah, knocking. Yeah. Wasn't that because she was so pretty he didn't he wanted her to be sealed airtight so she wouldn't lose her beauty? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I mean I get it. There's a lot of nasty things in the ground. I mean the idea of you being I guess consumed by all earthly things. Worm food type, yeah. 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 Um I think that's quite actually useful. I think you become part of the whole cycle. But you know, I don't think he was in such a a Zen spiritual mood (laughs) when he did that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just like anytime they're like, and then you can still hear her knocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? it's... Man, th- that was the one. So, you know, um, you had the town uh, uh, that was you know, the plague village. And then this one was your more supernatural as far as like actual ghosts. And then Presbury was really interesting to me um, because it's like, these energies repeating for all time and you covered uh, and i love the idea and you 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 talked about this a lot this idea of like the stone tape theory mm. for listeners that might not understand that what is the stone tape theory or how can you explain that so the the, the name originates from uh, pretty much from a film uh that's called the stone tape which is in in the 70s that explains the story through and, and um i'll explain it in the, the the more kind of understandable layman term but i do encourage everybody to you know when they uh, watch her film also to to go back and read about the stone tape theory 
but it really is uh, the idea that instead of um, apparitions or energies, whatever we see, it being something that's uh, rising from the dead the moment where the uh, encounter happens, um, that is an energy that's been recorded mm-hmm. onto onto anything. In in this case, with the example is on stone or it could be house, could be could be anything that that. Um, can exist as a as a carrier basically as a as a hard drive if you want to call it that yeah. way that later on under specific circumstances gets replayed and we know that like some things can be recorded and you know on on water some things can be recorded on stone i mean uh, um th- th- there is there is a wax recording of of Walt Whitman right you know he can mm-hmm. you know who would have thought that that can be you know your your dvd yeah yeah <laughs> so any i mean we talked about that when we when we talked about Haunted Forest of England. We spent a lot of time like gushing about the story of the of the of the suicide pond and and everything there. And like mm-hmm. you know, is there anything about the water and that energy or anything that has happened there in terms of something dark or evil, whatever you want to call it, just negative that that has been recorded there and keeps kind of emanating that or or replaying it. And there was a uh, everything that we saw with Presbury just seemed like the ghosts and the apparitions were on a, in a way on, on a loop they were just repeating over and over again the same actions over and over yeah. they weren't really interacting with the people who were seeing them but the people who were seeing them or hearing them sometimes they're audible ones it was just the same actions and the same activity repeating over and over again just like a scratch record I, you, one of the things you said in there that i thought was really interesting when you were trying to explain it you talked about echoes and echoes is like sound and, and there's a delay and it comes over time. Mm. And it's almost like this is like an echo through time of an event, you know, so that that delay sometimes is a lot longer than just an echo, you know. And then and then there's a um, uh, you brought up a possible connection with the weather conditions, uh, which is really cool. You know, if if there's if if someone doesn't experience something maybe it's because you know the weather isn't uh, yeah. just just right you got to wonder if that's um got some of the electromagnetic field uh uh playing with you know w- when you've got static in the air or oh absolutely i mean it's it's of, like yeah when you think about the conditions if something happened during a very specific condition when it originally the event happened you know and then mm-hmm. and then uh, what you're seeing is the replaying of it there is logic to it that all the same conditions need to happen again and that's just one theory of it that mm-hmm. it needs to be but it's i i see it as almost kind of finding on on an old tuning radio like you know i'm, I'm a boomer now i guess but on a radio <laughs> there was those things called radios Right, and if you want to tune it, you want to find a radio station. I mean, you're going to get a lot of static before you start hearing some noises, and then at some point, if you're very specific, and especially if you knew what the frequency was, um, yeah. you'll be able to catch the clean sound of what it is, and um, all the conditions needed to align for you to catch that specific fr- frequency. And I think weather can can add to that. It's interesting. You talked about this philosopher. I think it was Henry H. Price was his name. Mm. Like memories and thoughts stored in another realm he talked about. And, and there's ways to access those and psychics can reach them. Do you yourself, do you believe memories can imprint on a place like that? I, th- I think there is a lot about different types of energy that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, and I'm trying to look at it from a, a very scientific point of view. Because that, that would be, be exciting. It doesn't even have to be paranormal, about. right? I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, just, I mean, that that's. That's how we wanted to approach Presbury in in some ways, you know, that that it would just felt a place that almost every sighting there seemed to adhere to that principle. And it was in a very also a tiny uh, perimeter where that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, Presbury is not that big. And especially within it, it was it was um, 
just a, just a just a really a, um a square mile really where you have mm-hmm. a ton of those apparitions happen. Yeah, you wonder if like I, I I didn't look if there's like you know you hear about things like ley lines and stuff. I wonder if there's something yeah. there that's causing like you know um, like you said, David, like electromagnetic energies or things like that. You know, they say if you live near power lines, you see things. You know, yeah, uh, because it, it messes with your head, your vision, things like that. Well, who's to say that it also couldn't just be things like. I don't know that are are trapped because of that, like these these energies that get trapped that way. I mean, I, absolutely, and I'm not like I'm not I'm not an attuned person at all. I mean, I don't claim to be any sort of psychic. If anything, I think I'm the opposite. Is like I'm, I'm I think I'm immune <laughs> to any sort of seeing or, or hearing anything. But to be honest, if I walk into a house, I I know if something's like an ele- electrical thing is turned on. Like I can just yeah, know yeah. that your TV is on, yeah. even if I don't see any light. I just can I can just feel it. Mm-hmm. The electricity is there, and I'm sure some people can say, well, that doesn't really explain the other thing. But but um. What I'm saying is that there there is um, circumstances that can occur, and especially if there are locations where that whatever we call it that veil is a bit thinned when we're really kind of entering into the the, the side world, right? You know that that's when you probably a lot of that information can can spill out, and and the, under the right circumstances, it can it can be seen again or heard again. Another thing I thought that was interesting, you were talking about the one with um, the jockey riding, and as he's mm-hmm. riding, and people's been seeing him over time. Every time they see him now, it's like lesser and lesser, almost like it's dissipating, like yeah. or it's like using up its energy, or or it's just or not like as, an echo, like you said, yeah, it's echo, less yeah. every time, mm-hmm. yeah. I just I find that so fascinating to even think about. So what is it bouncing off of to get that echo, you know? Yeah, like, no no, it's 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 probably maybe it's just time. Yeah. Um that goddamn Sasquatch. But, um, <laughs> 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 I mean it could be I mean if we if we look at it from the other uh the other way of thinking about it is um you know with if we do connect it let's connect it to some aliens, all right? You know, let's mm-hmm. let's let's do that. Please. And by aliens, uh, you know, you mean uh, what they call it UAPs now, you know, or whatever, you know, that that sure that's not UFOs. But um, <laughs> if if we if we say that those things uh, instead of maybe coming from outer space, it's more um, logical that they're uh, coming from a different dimension instead. Mm-hmm. Which, when you say a different dimension, that sounds very like Twilight Zone, you know. But but <laughs> uh, if you if you uh, you know. If we understand that there is maybe um, a layer of different different worlds and existences on t- on top of each other, then yeah, maybe Presbury is one of those, as you said, ley lines or, or or where that that veil, that threshold is 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 um thinner, and and there is an easier way for all these things to come through. Mm. And I'm not saying that all of these apparitions or ghosts or people live on, live on the other side, but there is maybe an energy that exists in those in in those other places that um allows them to get replayed again and that kind of um a conduit kind of seeps in if that makes any sense well i mean speaking of ley line it's almost uh pressbury is almost directly north of stonehenge down in salisbury (laughs) yeah well that was just a focusing point for pressbury that's all that was (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) fly straight so it was it was it was it was the you know the Kennedy Airport, of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Stoke-on-Trent was the grassy knoll. <laughs> yeah. One of the things you said that I found really interesting just now was you, you talked about this, you know, it's Twilight Zone. But as sciences and everything are progressing, 
other dimensions and things like that are leaving the woo-woo realm and coming into the, yeah, this is real realm. And the it seems like the more and more time goes by, the crazier notions that we have keep getting, if not solved, becoming at least mainstream feasible. They really are. I mean, like, there there's things that, that people, you know, will they'll laugh at you for believing, you know, even 20 years ago. Now, right. now they're getting articles in big newspapers. I mean, they're, 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 you know, it's 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 getting there in a lot of cases. And I'm not saying for everything. Obviously, there is a lot of stories that are, you know, probably pure folklore, uh, past or modern. Um, but a lot of them, um, especially the ones that were getting a lot of confirmed sightings. And I, we, you know, we're joking about Bigfoot and everything. But th- there is some stuff there that really makes me think that this is not just like one big ape that somehow. You know, can can remain unseen for 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 so long. There, there's some weird stuff there that mm-hmm. that really um we need to delve more into. I think. Well, and hopefully people do because of said ire that they get thrown upon them, anger, not anger, but you know, uh, as time goes by, people are more apt to to study these things. But it used to be that if you did anything that was out of the norm, then you were chastised or just thrown out of the scientific community, laughed at, and hopefully, and I feel like it is, that's changing somewhat in, in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we talked about that with, in terms of, as an example, with the t- uh, Terrors of the Sea, you know, when, when we were talking mm-hmm. about discovery, when we, you know, through the years of, of giant squids and everything, and it's uh, it's the same line of thinking. If you keep your mind a little bit more open, then at some point, just at some point, trying to explain some events through stuff that, that we absolutely, for 100%, you know, no becomes um, more weird and unbelievable than than just uh, accepting other possible outcomes. Because uh, at some point you're just trying to really, you know, put a put a square peg within a circle hole and, and really trying to make it work. Because that's all the science we know right now, and that that's how the way it is. Yeah, full stop with science is never the way to go. It seems. Yeah, like. exactly. Like, yeah, absolutely. Science ended yesterday. We've never going to have any more from now on. You know, right. that's a, that's the most unscientific thing as, as someone who believes in what science. If there was should, a scientist said you know, right before the Wright brothers flew that it would take like a, a hundred or a thousand years before men could fly or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And like two weeks later, they're like, "Look at me!" <laughs> you know. So absolutely. Uh, that's that's the world that we live in, and that's what's so exciting <laughs> about science. These things that we're talking about now in 50 years or 100 years might be like, oh, now we know that's the blah and blah phenomenon. And we yeah, absolutely they'll, they'll, be, they'll be listening to us and they'll be going like, oh, my God, I can't believe they believe that <laughs> yeah, that's what it was called. Totally. Neanderthals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to think that you think they're going to be listening to us. So that's very polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. no, absolutely. I really. <laughs> this is going to echo through time. It's going to be a ghost. Yes. Audio. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be haunting you forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's all I can ask for is just my own my own time loop somewhere. Yeah. But it's going to be me doing something stupid like stepping my toe and falling down or something. And that's how I die. And it's, I know it's going to be lame. Oh, well. Episode 10,050. We're talking about side road 771. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and Bigfoot's listening to us from the other dimension. You know, like you never know. Right. Though I did see someone posted a meme the other day. It's like, I'm sick of all these 1600s and 1700s and ghosts and all these Victorian ghosts. Where's the 1970s cocaine ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. We, need a, we need a bridge that make, a, make it uh, everyone's acceptable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So this has been fun. And like you said, this was like your original, your original trilogy, so to speak. 
what's next for you in Rubicon Films? Do you have anything? Can you share anything with us? Or are you taking a break? Or you're like, no, nope, this is next. Uh, uh, somehow everything you said is true. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes. So no, absolutely. I mean, we we've this is kind of our our first phase of Sideworld of the, mm-hmm. the the kind of the first trilogy, but we're we're definitely going into into the next one into next year. But but I am enjoying now a little bit of time to be able to uh, kind of sit back, re- I mean, relax in air quotations, but but um, <laughs> just react to what you know uh, people like and they're saying and how they're you know and that allows us to um really respond to that and and, and build upon that uh in in the future way because like um yeah we haven't had like that much time to be able to to pivot or, or listen and, and do all of that in between making them because it being such a hectic schedule yeah we wanted to yeah. establish what sidewalk is um and it really felt like we needed a, um a three documentaries to be able to do that but we, we really want to grow it more and we wanna we wanna add more things to to the franchise that's not just the documentary films and, and we're gonna go into kind of other ways that people can can consume our, our, our sideworld um sort of content and enjoy the whole world. But yeah, there will be uh the next documentary, there's a few ideas floating around of, of what that's gonna be. Um and there there's a there's an interesting direction and I definitely wanna um establish that um is not going to be always the same exact mm. format that we're going to go into different sort of sort of themes and um i feel like the moment when someone starts to figure us out where they go like oh they're going to do the next haunted area that has this color scheme to it right you know yeah <laughs> i think i think we should do something very different and uh, which might you know disappoint some some diehard fans but <laughs> we, we can always come back to it and i'm always intrigued to do um there's so many stories to be able to do forests too and villages too and you know and 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 see as well again but um um just from our conversations there's so many ways to um read into those stories and into those you know the navigating the lanes between a horror story uh a paranormal uh, encounter and, and just folklore and history right and the mixture of all these uh three pillars of, of what we do is what kind of makes Sadwold be what it is and uh, there's so many ways to to approach and, and study that well i love that idea of of branching out and not just being a one trick pony is not the same thing not not the thing mm. the, the way to say it but to be encompassing and uh to to um listen to your fans and yeah yeah thank you for putting yeah. it to words <laughs> that's <laughs> that's awesome and that's why it's entertaining and that's why you, you if it is the same thing over and over and over again it does get old or stale or whatever you want to call it so um, oh absolutely i mean we, we we work by that by the idea of like if it gets stale for us it's gonna stale for uh, for other people mm-hmm. you know and, and and it's um the nation village really felt like sort of a, a culmination of that that way of thinking for for now for that first phase to to establish something and be like all right well kind of this is the darkest way that we can do this format you know and then mm-hmm. and then after that i mean there is ways of of really looking into these stories that go into more um how should i say um uh you know ways that it's not as, as easily defined yeah of of um you know what we're talking about of our actual area or are we talking about notions or are we talking about you know like we said aliens or bigfoot or or just uh nightmares that people have or or um just stories from from the past that are really really um scarring yeah <laughs> yeah mm. 
Well, and you know, it's not only this in in your your back catalog too. You've got your your movies that you've done, and oh, yeah. hopefully, people are not only they're checking this out, they're also checking those out. If everyone wants to find you, where should they go? What's the best place to find you? And of course, we're going to have these in the show notes. But where do you want to send everyone? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, you can find Sideworld on on um, Twitter at uh, at Sideworld UK, and also on Facebook. We have a page there, RubyCon Films as a whole, where you can see everything we're doing—not just the Sideworld documentaries, but uh, all of my uh, feature films and and, and those stories. Um, our two horror films, Sex and the Droving. You'll be able to find them out there on your platforms, pretty much everywhere. And then also Rubicon Films on Twitter, on on Facebook, and on Instagram, I think that's the one. And and also <laughs> um, our YouTube channel as well, um, Rubicon Films UK. So yeah, and and there will be more coming on 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 that those grounds as well for people who are. Uh, you know, narrative feature film fans, you know, which, mm. you know, a lot, a lot of people interested in these things also are, Absolutely. Um, then yeah, yeah I, I'll be, I'll be making a, uh, come back to that as well. Cause there is a lot of stories to be told that I'm not beholden to things like reality and, you know, <laughs> Hey, me um, either. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I can, so I can just make up some stuff and be like, yeah, you know what? That's what I came up with. So, you know, no, no pressure there to be at the right place or say the right thing. You know, it's just like, well, if it's, there's no way how it could be wrong. Cause I made it up just now. So, <laughs> uh, not beholding reality is how I try to live my life. So, uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Reality is <laughs> uh, grossly to? overrated. <laughs> <laughs> George, thank you so much for joining us once again, and thank you so Thanks, much for George. sharing this with us because it was fantastic. Once again, uh, I love your work, and I look forward to seeing where you go in the future and seeing how you branch out and change it. So it's exciting. That's that's fantastic, guys. Always a p- pleasure. You know, really, uh, it's really uh, I'm really happy that that you enjoy because it, it really shows that so many other people will enjoy it as well because you are. And I'm gonna say enjoy a lot because you're one of the most enjoyable podcasts on these topics, oh, and it's it's always thank you so much. You know, you, it's, you it's lie with such fervor. And... I love it. <laughs> Speaking of not living in reality, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, That's and right. um, and I'm sure soon we'll get to talk about something else uh, weird that uh, that I've done. So you well, know, it's all, be, we're always great. open for you. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, thank okay. you so much once again, and we're gonna go to break. We'll come back with more hysteria fifty one. Our thanks once again to George Popoff, director of Sideworld Damnation Village. Damnation Village! What damnation? He he could do a whole series just with that title, but have it in different settings. The Old West Ghosts, Prospectors. Damnation! I I, I said, boy, boy, (laughs) you are haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fun. He does such a fun job of... Like you were talking about, he goes in locations, so you're seeing these. I really like seeing the, the. this sounds, I can't believe I just said this out loud, but I really like seeing the graves of the people he was talking about, you know, yeah. and the 1600s graves, and they're still in pretty good shape, Sure, all things considered. But I guess a lot of people weren't really fucking with them when uh, the plague the plague was around, So, or since then, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I actually grew up in the country in the middle of nowhere, and there was a, a older- uh, cemetery there that went back to the late 1700s and early 1800s but 
a lot of them are just weathered to, you know, it's hard to make to out what's on. Yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, um, just, uh, I, they didn't carve them deep enough. I, is what I would say, you know what I mean? And so it's kind yeah. of, of weathered through, so to speak, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm always impressed by the folks who go out and clean graves. Yeah. Um, cause it's, you know, it's a, it's a thankless job and it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it makes a world of difference. Um, just, just scrubbing them down a little bit. I'm always impressed by the people that go out and rob graves. <laughs> Resurrection men. <laughs> That's where he gets his loot from. <laughs> Speaking of grave robbers, I, I guess I wouldn't call this grave robbery, but do you see they found that long chamber now in Egypt and it might lead to Cleopatra? They're wondering if they're going to find it. No, I haven't heard of this. It is quite long chamber. Part of it is filled with water due to, they think, past seismic activity, but I'm talking like thousands of feet or some shit like that. As I'm saying this, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the length, but, uh, they're thinking they might, uh, they might be on to Cleopatra's tomb. Finally. Wow. Dibs. He's going to eat that mummy. <laughs> he can have dibs on the, on whatever, uh, curses or, or whatever pull out of that shit. Oh yeah. yeah <sighs> send him in first. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a perfect job for bots. Yeah, you open, know, open that up, let all the um, disgusting, uh, diseased air out, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the traps, pop mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> I can't get my, you know, garage door to stay operating for more than two years at a time without having a guy come out. Get yeah. all these booby traps in movies work just fine. I need somewhere along the line. We just gave up on, on that kind of craftsmanship. Yeah, <laughs> the rope uh, bridges and 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 pianos made of human bone and uh, you know I can, I've never even seen a giant boulder, let alone had one chase me. Yeah, that's I, I feel kind of shortchanged to be mm. honest. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Growing up after uh, growing up after the sixties and seventies, I guess, <laughs> or forties maybe. I don't know. <laughs> David Flora Copperpot. David Flora Copperpot. <laughs> oh, wow. Josh Brolin's just working out. <laughs> yeah. How far can you? Is that hard? No, it's not very. Hey, hey. I love it. He's listening to the theme, the theme song of the movie in the movie while working out. How meta. Cindy uh, Lauper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, kids. In the middle of the night. <laughs> Uh, and uh, don't forget that if you watch that video, Captain Lou Albano and many of the other WWF at the time superstars are in it, so you can enjoy all. Who of was that. Uh, who was Mario in that? <laughs> Captain Lou. Yeah, he was who, on the, the. He played Mario in the the the. Who, who was he in uh, Goonies? No, he was just in the cartoon, or I'm sorry, in the video for her video. Oh, oh, for the okay. uh, Goonies are good or whatever. Huh. She was his like. What do you call those, like, ring liaison or whatever for, you know, or ring? They have a name. It's ring. Um, oh, you're talking about um, valet reps. She was a oh. <laughs> Would you like to buy some Amway? Mary Kay. <laughs> she had a pink Cadillac. He's walking back to his pink Cadillac, strutting with his, with his rubber bands hanging off of his face. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Uh, guys. Gals and everyone in between, your your job this week is to search out 
George's work, and we're going to have links to it in all of the show notes. He just gave them to you a little bit ago, too, and check them out because they're a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to enjoy them. And also, you can check out not just the documentaries, but his feature-length films and get your your freak on, your scare on. Freak might get your freaked out on. It's not freak on. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Mm. Um, And enjoy it because he's been a great friend of the show, and and it's a lot of fun. I think you're going to enjoy it. So... That is your homework for the week. And also, your homework for the week is listen to another show. It's called Blurry Photos. Why don't you tell everyone about what you got going on? Uh, it's uh, same old stuff. I'm still uh, researching that one episode I've been working on for forever. There's just sure. a lot to it. And it's hard to when you got uh, 50,000 other things going on and a trip to plan. But, yeah, you know, it'll get done. We'll figure it out. Um Let's see. Uh, trivia is going pretty well. Uh, we got uh, s- we we just had a um, bonus episode uh, with the Golden Gaze, which was oh. a uh, Golden Girls uh, drag show. Oh hell yes! <laughs> Extravagance. <laughs> that so, sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, these three guys uh, from New York who go on cruises. Thank you for being a queen. (laughs) (laughs) They uh, they were on to ask Golden Girls trivia. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, We also just recorded a cricket episode. Really? With uh, someone who actually knows how to play the game. Nice. It's crazy. Um, All right. So that'll be coming out. All right. I want to. I don't know that much about Golden Girls, but I did watch it. Do you remember one of the questions from the Golden Girls episode? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm putting you on the spot. I want to see if well, I know the answer. The first one out of the gate for that one was which, um, retirement home did Sophia stay at for a little bit? Shady, Shady Acres. Very close, Brent. Shady Pines. Damn it. Very good job. Damn it. I, I knew it was shady, but I didn't know the, uh, Shady Pines. Oh. Until, uh, until she burnt it down. Or it got burnt. Yeah, <laughs> and so she went and lived with it. Dorothy. She always threw yep. an. Ex- they, they would sometimes throw, uh, or was it Blanche that threw like an extra consonant and syllable? Oh yeah, Dorothy. Blanche was always like Dorothy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I always say Dorothy. Yeah, hey Dorothy. Like two, and you know that's probably wrong. There's three um, con- uh, syllables in that. Dorothy, <laughs> Dorothy. But yep. yeah, it's. Um, uh, big fan of uh, the old Golden Girls. I, I think they're they're funny, and not to be confused with their neighbor spinoff show, Empty Nest. Empty Nest. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Or the sequel to Golden Girls. Do you know what the 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 not very well received sequel was called? I don't even think I realized there was one. No. What was it? Golden Palace. What was that? Um, that was Rose Blanche and Sophia bought a hotel together. Whoa! Uh, I didn't even know that was exi- was it like? Isn't it that made- weird? Did it, it make like it? Two, they well, it, it they did two seasons of it. I think. Um, it didn't it didn't fare very well. Oh wow! But um, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Golden Palace. Come for the ghost, stay for the Golden Girls trivia. <laughs> 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 I I literally didn't even know that was a thing. So isn't that funny? I, I like the t-shirts. Thank you for being a fiend. Have you seen that? And they're all like girls. <laughs> With it, all the uh, like zombie-faced yeah. golden girls yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Or or just the golden ghouls. Yeah, golden That's ghouls. Yeah. 
Yeah, guys and gals and ghouls <laughs> uh, and everyone in between, as I said before. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to check out Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, Blurry Hysteria, Rubicon Films, everything from George Popoff, and Hysteria 51, where you can find links to all of our stuff. With that said, I'm in Brent. I've been David. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.